In this episode, we wade out there with Brian Wise from the Ozarks of Southern Missouri. Brian is a fly fishing guide on the North Fork of the White River, whose YouTube channel, Fly Fishing the Ozarks, takes viewers to the waters he loves and helps teach them to tie the streamers he uses to catch monster brown trout. We discuss the origins of Brian's soul-changing addiction to fly fishing, the importance of fly line in your streamer rig, and the function he looks for in the streamers he fishes. Welcome to the Wade Out There Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Shemchuk. At Wade Out There, we believe fly fishing is special, but not elite, and that anyone can become a great fly fisher if they are willing to go, learn, and teach. Join me as I talk with other fly fishermen and women about their unique journeys into fly fishing, the rivers they fish, and the tactics and philosophies they practice. For those who can never leave the river in their hearts, this podcast is dedicated to helping you make the memories that keep us all coming back to Wait Out There. Welcome, Brian. Thanks for being on the Wait Out There podcast. I'm super pumped to talk to you today and excited to learn more about streamers and the North Fork of the White River. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. I, you know, I moved out to Missouri in 2014, and I'm embarrassed to admit the number of times that I've been down to the North Fork of the White River, but it's not zero. <laughs> uh, and I remember when I got here, you were one of the first uh, resources that I found. You know, I think you just have a great name, you know, fly oh. fishing, the Ozarks. Yeah, but right. um, <laughs> it's like, I want to go fly fishing the Ozarks. And like, oh, I, I've that's got like exactly what you, yeah, What's this that's me. guy doing? Uh, <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what he's up to. Yeah. Well, when I did look and see what you're up to, uh, I was, I was really impressed with what the, the difference that I saw in just kind of the, the videos that you were making and the way that you approach fly fishing from like a, um, just like a regular, like every day going out, having fun. And it seemed like really, um, different, like aggressive or, you know, the speed, you like to speed them up and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, the music, I was like, man, this guy is like, it's like a music video. Like yeah. we're going, we're not just going fly fishing. Like we're doing, we're, we're having an adventure down here. I love, I love the aggressive. That's, that's the first, that's the first time I've heard aggressive. Uh, whenever somebody talks about my videos, you, I, I couldn't love that more. That is, it was cool. Was I'm like, this guy is getting after it. And I, <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I haven't, I, I've been down there a few times and I'm excited to talk about that, but, uh, I, I did, uh, I did listen to your podcast on wet fly swing and we talked a little bit earlier about this, but man, it was really, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, and one of the things I took away was that you had a bit of an unusual path into fly fishing. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm not one of those guys that, that has done it for his whole life. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm nowhere, actually nowhere near that. I'm, I'm 41 now. I started when I was, started when I was 20. 2021 somewhere around there you know i i was a i was an athlete growing up um and and i kind of fished here and there whenever i was growing up but it was like never for trout i caught one trout before i was 20 and it was a total accident and it was lucky and and i had no idea what i was doing i was barely even fishing i was probably chasing girls on a local river <laughs> you know? yeah that's right and i just got lucky and caught a trout but yeah no i i'm not one of those guys that's been 
been fly fishing his whole life. I just, I'm just not, I, I started late or what, what a lot of people consider late anyway. You said you're an athlete when you were in sports in high school, were you going after it? Like, this is my, I'm pursuing this as my profession. You know, um, I, I, I was, I was always going to, everything that I had planned had something to do with sports, especially after I got hurt. Um, I had a, had a massive knee injury whenever I was in high school and, and that unknowingly, um, started, it squashed all my hopes for like a higher level of, you know, going to the next level of sports. So, um, but I didn't know it at the time I was going through, going through school. I had a, I had a, my injury was early in high school and, um, I came back, bounced back and should not have, uh, just, it was that kind of knee injury. And, um, and it, and it turned out that, okay, I didn't find out that it squashed everything until, you know, I started getting like verbal offers from schools and stuff like that. Then they said, Hey, shoot us your medical transcripts. And, <laughs> and as yeah. a catcher, you know, uh, yeah, they don't want a catcher that's completely blown a knee. So I, but I did shift gears right then. And I thought, well, I wanted to stay in sports somehow. So I thought, let's, uh, let's shift gears and maybe go into coaching or, um, you know, sports medicine of some kind and, and stuff like that when I started college. So, um, then it totally shifted gears because I was, I had no clue what to do without sports. It was just like, I was lost. I was totally lost. Yeah. And, um, so I, I went fishing with a buddy and for the first time, the first time I had fished in years and years, it was, it was spin fishing. We were gear fishing and turns out that I spent, I, I couldn't tell you how many floats I took that first summer and in, in my, my freshman year of college and stuff like that. We, we floated all the time. And then I got bored with spin fishing. It kind of sounds, I hate, I hate to put it that way because I still, I still love spin fishing and still learn a lot from the gear guys. Um, so I'm not taking anything away from gear guys because I mean, they're, they're the bread and butter. They know way more than any of us have ever known for the most part, but I just got bored with it. It seemed like it was the same thing over and over and over. So one little sentence changed, literally changed my life. And it was, why don't you try fly fishing? And it was game over. It was game over. I, the next year and a half, I, there are literally, I know I was 200 and 220 plus days on the river. Um, the next year, year and a half. And, and then it just never really slowed down. <laughs> Who was that person that asked you? Um, my buddy Cody uh, grew up with him. And he was actually the only only person that I had ever seen with a fly rod in his hand. And I actually yeah. made fun of him whenever he was whenever he was waving that stupid thing around. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing? You know, Especially when was... you're not catching fish. It's like, right. why don't you just, you know, what, you're not catching fish. I know if you do this other thing, you'll catch fish. Right. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Um, when you said I was lost, that's fascinating to me because, you know, when I look at you, ha you have this kind of ending of one thing and then a beginning of another. And do you think that that fly fishing filled that for you or because i mean this is what you're doing now right like you are i mean 
you're doing what you love, I guess is what I'm saying. And for a long time, you're doing what you love playing sports. And then that ends, you know, I was in the air force for a long time. And when I stopped flying for the air force, I had a similar kind of like, huh, well, you know, um, what now? I loved that. I, you know, I just didn't realize how much I loved it. And, um, but I had had fly fishing in my life. So for me, it was like more going back to it and then reconnecting and saying like, I want this to be, you know, I want to pursue this in a professional way. Um, did you experience something similar? Or like, did you say like my path, my passion and dreams were this way and now, whoop, now I'm going to go, right. go fly fishing. Yeah, no, I was, I was a total 180. I, I, it was, it's so much more than, and I hate to, I hate to, it's so much more than the cliche of, of, you know, I, I just totally switched gears. You know, I, it went, it went so far beyond that. I, I've like, I, I, to this day, I love sports. Um, my, my boys are athletes. Um, uh, my daughter loves to watch sports with us. She goes, she's in college now. She runs everywhere with me watching, her youngest brother play ball. You know, we are a very sports minded family, but so, you know, to us, they still love sports, but whenever I, whenever I was kind of forced to switch and look at a different angle, um, I didn't know that it was going to be, and I hate, I hate cliches, but, um, it's all it, right, man, I know, but it was, it was completely life changing. It, it was, well, no, um, to take it the step farther to what I really mean, it may sound a little overboard, but it's dead on true. I don't think I've ever said this before and it just hit me, but it was more, instead of life changing, it was like soul changing. And I know that sounds like over the top and stuff like that. And I'm not, I'm not a touchy feely guy. If you've ever seen my videos or anything like that, you probably guess that, but that's what I'm saying. They're aggressive. It's like, I'm like, Whoa, this guy is aggressive. <laughs> When I found out you're an athlete, I'm like, I am not surprised that this dude <laughs> right. is an athlete because he is out there. Like, it's like a sport. Like, truly, you were. Okay. It's a sport for you. Like, right. I, I, yeah. I, I perceive it that way when I watch your yeah. videos and, and and listen to you. And it was it was a it was so much more than life changing. It was like deeper, you know. And I I had found um I'd found what little did I know I, I had found what I was meant to do in life. I mean, that's just, that's the only way I can put it. I, I cannot put it any other way. Um, I, I was led down a path that, uh, that was there and it was the way I had to go. And if I had gone any other way, I have no clue. Yeah. I, I can't even think about what I'd be doing. No idea. What was some of the harder times in the beginning? Because when you have this revelation and you're like, this is it. Uh, this is my passion. I'm my soul changed. Like I'm having a soul changing experience. Like you're describing, you don't get to just be on, you know, have a million followers or you know, it, it uh, takes time and it grows. And so in the beginning there must've been like big grinds, like I'm grinding it out. Did you know that you were doing that building towards something bigger or were you just, this is what I love to do. So I'm going to keep doing it. And then it kind of all happened. Yeah, I don't want to say on accident, but did you have like a plan? Like this is my profession and I need to take steps A, B, and C. Right. No, I, it definitely didn't start. I had no aspirations. Like when I first started fly fishing, uh, I had no idea you could make money at it in any way. Right. Um, like I never took a guided trip 
Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be, um, to be surrounded by a lot of fantastic water. And and I knew that. Um, so, you know, uh, my grind was, um, more along the lines of how do I figure this sport out? How do I, how do I get to where I can consistently catch fish? Because I was going and getting my hat handed to me. Um, almost said something else. Totally. <laughs> you can <laughs> say whatever you want, man. I'm a, I got my ass handed to me for two years on a wild trout stream in Missouri. Wait. Okay. So you're on a wild trout stream in Missouri getting <laughs> your ass handed to you. Are you at this point? Cause we're going to talk about streamers later, but at this point, are you streamer fishing or like, because if you're streamer fishing and you're not catching a ton of fish, that's kind of a different that's a different thing, right? Totally different beast, right? <laughs> but you're—we're not into streamers yet. We're still, we're still okay. I am. Uh, I, I well, I take it back. Um, uh, you know, you know the the size four woolly buggers and and stuff right. like that. That was yeah. the biggest streamer that I had. That's um, where I'm at right now. And okay, part of my okay. part of my goals of talking to you is to we're going to switch that today. <laughs> become addicted to streamer fishing. Go down to the White River system and the North Fork more often, and, and get in, get into it. So. But no, I, I, I started out like probably like most people, I, um, I, I think the progression kind of goes, okay, I want to catch a fish and then I want to catch a ton of fish. And then, uh, you know, I want to catch the hard to catch fish and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and I did that. I totally did that. I was, you know, go cause, cause I literally cut my teeth on the Norfolk, the white when it was not a fantastic fishing stream, you know, wild trout streams, um, they, they ebb and flow, you know, they, they go for years of tough fishing and then they blow up and everything goes great for a decade and then it falls out again. That's, and I, I literally started when the North Fork of the White had, I think the surveys were talking like teens per mile. So there was under 25 fish per mile. Wow. And that's when I was learning how to fly fish. So, and I was learning how to fly fish that river, uh, you know, a river that I grew up floating, you know, fun floating and, you know, doing backflips off of, you know, off of chasing girls, <laughs> chasing girls. You said that earlier. So I just, wanted, yeah, I mean, just wanted to bring it up again. But... <laughs> right, right. So, um, but that's, I, and I'm, and I'm actually really, really glad I started fly fishing whenever that river was so tough to fish because, because I got to where, I was, I was proficient and, you know, a couple years into the game on the North Fork of the White River when, when, um, like message boards online started kind of popping up. Um, and I kind of started joining and, and stuff like that. I, all I kept hearing was, was people were, were getting beat down and were really like dogging the North Fork of the White because they couldn't go catch fish. And I was like, well, man, I'm, I'm going to catch in, you know, eight, 10, 12 fish. They're talking about scraping for one. Um, what's going on here? So, so that's when that's when other aspirations started to kind of creep in just a little bit. Um, yeah. So, when you're fishing, you're doing you've got another job that you're doing while you're putting oh, in yeah. these two hundred. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I was young, some stupid little job. I, I was a grease monkey. I, I like fixed people's flat tires. And hey, people know, need people need tires. Fantastic. <laughs> no, no, I learned so much at that job. Um, still so glad I had that job. I had to make my boys and daughter learn how to do every bit of that too. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's yeah, very that's cool. Right. 
but, before um, we go fly fishing, we're going to yeah. change the oil. So That's exactly right. Get your, um, get your shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so once I realized that, um, that there was maybe the ability to maybe start guiding a little bit. Yeah. Did um, it start with guiding? Yeah, it did. It totally started with guiding. I, um, I, I started, um, with a, with a lodge called river of life farm, uh, you know, uh, it was, it's known for, uh, and to this day they have these beautiful, amazing cabins. Um, yeah, I, I, I still, they are, they're the ones that gave me my shot and put me on the map. I, I will always, will always give them credit where credit's due. Um, yeah. I, and it's, it's really kind of funny. They're on this stretch of river. That's fantastic. And so what, what I was doing was I, I gave the owner a call to say, Hey, um, asked him if he wanted to go fishing sometime. And he was like, uh, I really don't fish much. And I really just wanted access, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I went down there. I mean, that, I went right down there and knocked on the door and said, Hey, how, wh where do I go around here? You know, Dude, right. I'll, I'll buy some flies. It's not like a fly shop per se, but they have flies in there and it's, right. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's not a fly shop, but I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, I really wouldn't probably call it a fly shop. It's probably <laughs> a, a general store type of thing, but you can get what you need in there. Right. right. And they're very friendly. The, oh yeah. Very, very friendly. Yeah. But, um, he, you know, I'll never forget. He said, um, you know, I don't really fish, but I'm, kind of looking for somebody to guide that's cool and i was like okay so you just leapfrogged like the whole process you're like that's what i was going to try and ask you <laughs> exactly exactly so um i and and little did i know um he was he was going to test me and, and i'm glad he did um i had no idea uh so he called me the next day and said i've got a guide trip for you tomorrow and i said great let's go and um and, and i've i've never one, one thing about me it's it's kind of funny and and kind of drives my wife crazy at times and my kids is you know I, the the confidence thing is it's oh, I've, I've been blessed with with confidence and i can come off a little like a yeah i can come off a little jerky sometimes but I, but i've always had confidence and it's always like you know throw something at me and i'm gonna jump on it and we're gonna see how it goes i'm gonna I'm going to do it. Um, and he did that. And, um, it was with fishermen that had never touched a fly rod. These guys, at this point, I've never taught anybody how to fly fish. Anybody. Do you have any teaching background? No, yeah. none. Like, like a little bit That's of coaching, tough. like, you know, a little bit of coaching when I was in high school, that's as close as it gets to me. Um, so, uh, so I jump on a, I have a guide trip the next day and we go and these guys, like I said, these guys have never touched a fly rod. The river is, is tough to fish as it is. I had never taken a guide trip. We went and got blanked. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good start. The lodge just deflated. Uh, I got skunked down there when I went one time too. Yeah. It's a long drive for <laughs> to not catch fish. Yeah. Four and a half hours or so to, four hours ish to, to not catch fish. Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough, but yeah, that was my first trip and, but it all just went downhill from there and, and, um, and it came back and, uh, and fishing came back and it went yeah. uphill. It went uphill from there. It, it, yeah, it did. It did. It was, 
it was it, it got to where it was fantastic and um and then you know the, the i don't know the media stuff yeah yeah well first of all i, I would want to talk about the youtube channel uh because like i said at the beginning it's it's imp- i think it's impressive i like it a lot and uh especially like whenever i see your your family your children on the oars or something like that i'm like this guy is full up but uh so but you and you mentioned um how hard it was and i think that that is something that is important i started fishing in colorado well i didn't start fishing in colorado but that's where i really got like going more into fly fishing and I did not realize it at the time, but like the South Platte River is not your like beginner stream. And, yeah. <laughs> and I had, you know, and it was just tough. And for somebody that doesn't know anything, like, you know, if you showed me a size 22 Black Beauty or Zebra Midge or some tiny, like, there was no way I was going to tie that on. Like, there's no way. Like, I just can't set this hook in a fish's mouth. Like I can't physically make it happen. I didn't, I didn't approach it from the mindset of in retrospect, like, man, I, I got so much better at hook sets because eventually I had to put those tiny flies on, or eventually I had to be more aware of how sneaky I was like approaching fish. Cause it's a ton of sight fishing. And so it's cool to hear you say that as well, that that helped you. Um, because I think, it's good for you. You know, it's, oh, a, it's sure. a good baseline. Like, and just like, you know, just hearing your story, I can tell that you enjoy part of what you enjoy about fly fishing is that progressing at something that is difficult and pushing yourself. And like, just like you did in sports or whatever, like you can always find something that you're not good at in fly fishing. Right. You can always like, uh, I mean, even if you take it to like salt water or whatever. So how do you, how do you do that now, now that you've progressed in fly fishing or what, what do you look for that is challenging still to, to keep learning? So once I, once I got my feet under me and realized that, okay, I'm pretty good at this sport. Um, I can, I can do this. I was actually hit with a, I don't want to say it was like a, it, it wasn't my decision to go seek out something that was harder to try to figure out for another challenge. It was, it was okay. We had a, we had one specific year of really high water on the North Fork of the white. Um, Everything happens for a reason, man. Right. None of us had a clue how to do this. What, what do we do now? You know, we're, we're trying to nymph. We're going from nymphing under an indicator in a, in a drift boat, six feet under an indicator to like, well, do we go like 20 feet under an indicator? We don't know what, <laughs> we don't know what to do. So I actually got really, I, I got lucky on one particular guide trip. I, I had a group of fishermen that, that had come for years, the same date. They were like, basically, you're booked this date and they're this particular weekend until you die. Okay. <laughs> it was like great that's that's, that's kind of cool they've got this yeah. rendezvous that they do yeah right and it and, you know it turns out to be great so um we had so i knew that i knew these guys i knew they, they would be cool with trying something different and i had i had kind of started this started the streamer thing on my own because it was high water and and it wasn't anything and i had 
I had had some success. I had moved some big fish and consistently, and oh, I say consistently, um, you know, before we started streamer fishing, catching a 20 inch fish was something that may have happened half a dozen times a year on a nymph, you know, which is cool. It's always awesome. You know, not, not going to complain about that. Never. But then after we had this high water and we were forced to try something, um, we were, you know, we, we got out the big six weights, <laughs> which now I laugh at a six weight. Um, we got out the big six weights and, um, I had, I had gone to dinner with, uh, some guys at Feathercraft in St. Louis, um, great fly shop out of St. Louis. Um, I'd gone to dinner with them and this guy literally throws a, it's still in the package. I'll never, ever forget it. It was the first sex dungeon I ever saw in Gallup's dungeon. Yeah. Um, throws it on the table in front of me and it, and it comes sliding at me. And I was like, what the hell is this thing? So yeah. I was just all intrigued. So I had put it in my box and this was before the high water. So we got to the high water event and we had to try something. So I tried it. Um, the first trip I moved like a toad and this is me by myself. You know, this is, this is, this is just me and a buddy. Um, I moved a toad and it was big, big fish. And I, my first instinct was, okay, it was lucky. You know, we just, you know, we don't move big fish like that, you know, right. half a dozen times a year. Right. So, yeah. um, then the first trip with this big streamer, I, I move fish. So we move on and, and we're not guiding this at, at this point. This is, this is early. Gosh, yeah. this is early. You bring up a great point where you talk about the people coming in and how they are, you know, they would be inclined to try something new or like for you, you've been fishing to a point where trying something new, you're not sacrificing something. And exactly. that's, that's hard for me to wrap my brain around. Like I need to just only bring the streamer rod, only do it because like I, it's hard for me to, you know, let go and do something new when I'm always like, I want to catch fish because maybe I don't go as often or I just drove four or five hours or whatever, but. Right. And that's totally, I, I totally get that. I, but I really again, do. my goal is to get addicted to streamer fishing. <laughs> After I'm done talking to you, it's over. Well, I've got some stories that would absolutely intrigue you to the point of, okay, yeah, this is, this is ridiculous. I have to do it. <laughs> but I, I just, I just got to the point where it was, it was something that we were doing and, um, and, and if you've uh, obviously ever seen my videos or anything like that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a type a, that's probably a little, you know, <laughs> a little ADD, um, just, you know, squirrel, um, just, I'm ready to, to go just eat something up. And the streamer fishing thing played right into my hands. Um, <laughs> it it yeah. really did. It was, it was something that was, um, you know, when you're nymphing and you miss a fish and you're like, oh, uh, whenever you have a 25 inch fish blow up on a streamer that you're watching, you don't just go, oh, yeah, you lose your mind. <laughs> so, so that's what, that's what started all of this. And it was okay. a, it, it was, it was a, it was this learning curve of, this is actually the 
this is actually way harder to do than learning how to nymph, than learning fly fishing by itself. Streamer fishing ends, I don't want to say mastering streamer fishing because I don't think you'll ever do it. Um, but that was that challenge. That that challenge was, okay, here's this next thing that that just flat out, it grabbed me harder than fly fishing did in the beginning. So this, this streamer fishing thing grabbed a hold of me like, like nothing ever grabbed a hold of me. It's like it's a totally different sport. It's like it's not even fly fishing. It's like it's its own thing. And um, so it was like it's this this next process of, of learning all this stuff. And and at that point, there were very few like um, Gallup's modern uh, modern streamers for trophy trouts, like the first. That's like literally the first and only thing that had any of this stuff really going in it. And. You know, so it was it was us getting out there, and this is what we did when we got off guide trips. Um, we'd take another float, but you know, the guides we would go float all day, and then we would meet back at the lodge and go take a float. And we would all we would leave the the five weight and five weights and nymphs at the at the lodge and in the rigs, and right. game on with our six weights then. <laughs> Yeah, because when you have a guest, like you, you know, you, they might not want to stream or fish, so you don't get to to do this creative exploration like you're talking about unless you're on your time, or unless you have a client, a, a guest that's like, "Hey, I really like if I come down there and I'm like, I'm here, man. Like, we need to do stream or somebody like that is just really fired up to to learn it, you know? right? You know, honestly, back then it was so it was so early in the game that we didn't know that people did this. Like, um, we didn't know that people would want to do this because we're sitting there as guides. We're fishing the river that we, we literally, we know as we know the river, if, if somebody were to take a picture yeah. of a fish up against the bank and it only shows one tree, we're going to know exactly where they took that picture. Like we know this river. Um, yeah. We're talking um, sometimes whenever we're as guides, we're talking about one rock the size of a bowling ball in the river in this random spot. We know exactly where we're talking. So, I mean, we know this river, but we're getting our butts handed to us with these streamers just to see a fish move every once in a while. Right. You know, so why would anybody want to pay us? <laughs> you know so, yeah. uh, so it was what we did for fun it wasn't it wasn't even on our radar to introduce that, it or that, anything hey right, that people would want to do this right because like you said it's a whole different game so like you take somebody that comes out especially a more beginner you know and you say hey here grab this eight weight and here exactly. start stripping they're like i thought we were fly fishing dude like, <laughs> what's uh what's going on here you know? right Right, you might right. get that. You might get that. I don't know. Until they right, pull I, a giant brown trout out of the river, yeah, and then maybe yeah, they're like, "Yeah, uh, you know what it's what it ended up being was." You know, we don't, we really don't think that people want to pay us to do this because I mean, we're we're going most of the time, and you know, we we might move a fish. If we moved a fish, it was it was high fives all around, and you know, hooping and hollering and and stuff like that. Um, but it, it lasted for two seconds, you know, it was, 
that's what it was. When you say move a fish, so I mean, are you always that's you know that you move them because you see them chasing it, that type right. of thing. Because the flies, I mean, we can get into this in a little bit, but you are you're using sinking sinking leaders, right? And right. sinking lines. Sinking lines, sorry. And um these flies are down below. So as you're stripping them, are they raising up or how are you like how do you know that oh that was a toad? Or yeah. I mean you must move fish that you don't know about, maybe, right? Or does that not happen? That's the scary part. Yeah. yeah that's that's where that's where when your mind starts to wander and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Because that's where my mind is. I'm like, oh man, who this could be great. Who's to who's to know? In all seriousness, the, the, with the rivers that we've fished, who's to know what size of fish that we've moved and not and didn't see it? But I'm talking like typically um, on the, especially on the North Fork of the White, um, yeah. the the Missouri side that that river, um, our Browns act totally different than the White River Browns uh, for the most part. Um, In what ways? They don't just chase. There's there's no chase. Like sometimes you'll throw a you throw a 70 foot cast on the white river and you'll have a fish chase for 50 feet, but it never, it just kind of slow moving right behind the fly and you can speed the fly up and slow it down. And it doesn't do anything. The Norfolk of the white fish are, um, it seems like they're just constantly pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like they're just, you get it in their wheelhouse and they're going to kill it. They're not, they're not trying to eat. It's a kill. And so whenever whenever you do move a fish, it's an explosion. Like it is it's a it's a yellow belly blow up all of a sudden. And sometimes, you know, if you're I we've had them do it within a second of the fly landing on the bank. Lay a fly on the bank and then it's literally a an explosion. It looks like a toilet bowl flushes. Whoosh, the water. I mean, it's it Oh, it is, it is literally, there's nothing like it. There, there's nothing like it. Now, it has to be, you have to compare it to, to, to tarpon or something like that. I okay. mean, it's just yeah. as close okay. as, you know, but only the, the only difference is you don't know what's coming. You know, you, you know, a tarpon's coming, you yeah. know, you don't know when a 25 inch Brown is just getting ready to, I, I've literally had guys in their early twenties in my boat that want that after, you know, after we started doing this and, and we, and we started guiding lists and stuff like that. I've had, I've had guys that were young that, that had a fish blow up and like, like they had to sit down for a while. Like <laughs> it, it was, and it, I, I kind of joke around with people and I kind of feel like I should probably make people sign a waiver you know, if they have a heart attack, heart it's not condition. My fault, right. <laughs> well, it sounds awesome. You're so far, it's working. I'm getting, I'm heading down there as soon as possible. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so let's 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 talk about some of the techniques and the tactics. You ready to change gears a little bit and talk oh, about some sure. of that stuff? Yeah. Um, so you're starting out as a guide, and you've got this group coming up, and you know that that you know that they're they are amicable to trying this this streamer thing that you guys are just messing around with but it's pretty exciting for you what kind of advice are you giving those people because they have no experience and how would that advice be different today like for the guy that for for the person that's doing it for the first time that's a great question i've never had that question asked 
So, um, so you know, my what the whenever we first started to realize that that people might want to do this, it was it was some of those one of those trips that I I, I knew these guys were cool. Um, they were going to fish with me for like three or four days. Yeah, and that's cool. Like, you know, like the first two days, they just hammered fish on nymphs. And so, and it was a group of like four, four or five guys. And, yeah. um, that makes it a lot easier to try something new because you've absolutely, you've got absolutely. The, you've knocked the rust off. You're like, okay. yeah, right. And so, um, so the next morning, uh, me and one of my buddies, my good, good buddy, Kyle Kosovich, uh, we, we, we were going to try this thing and we were like, okay, you know, guys, we're, we're kind of doing this new style of fishing. Um, you, if you're interested, you know, the numbers go way down, but you you have a chance at, at good, good fish. Yeah. And so, um, two of them jumped on it and they were both in my boat. And, um, so, so I said, and they, so they grabbed their rods. So this is, I, I always make a long story even longer. So, no, you know, you're doing, you're doing great. This is awesome. I love it. So, um, we're not editing that out either. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, so they grabbed their, they grabbed their five weights and I laughed at them because I've known these guys for, at this point, I've known them for years. Um, I laughed at them and I was like, oh, you know, you're going to have to leave those rods here. I've got you set up. And I hand them, which back then, um, you know, anything above like a seven weight was a saltwater rod. It was, you know, that's, that's what they were. They were anodized. Um, they were saltwater safe. So I hand them a, uh, what's basically a, a sage saltwater rod, um, hand it to him. And he was like, what am I going to do with this? And I didn't have a fly on it at that point. Um, you know, big, huge, you know, reel on it and everything just to balance the weight out. And yeah. We'll take baby steps first. We'll show you the rod. Then we'll show you the fly. <laughs> like then we'll get in the boat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then at this point we're making our own fly boxes for these big things. Oh so, my gosh. <laughs> you know, so, so I had what I called the meat locker. Oh, and that's awesome. Yeah. So I pull out this, what is, it was probably 18 inches by 12 inches. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was art bin. It was it was for art supplies. Okay, uh, so awesome. so I you know we 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 glue super glue foam into it and stuff like that. And I open this, and I've got I pull out this box, and and it got to be a thing. Actually, this this fly box got to be a thing, and I had wrote meat locker on the side of it, just as big, yeah. and it was covered in stickers. I mean, yeah. it was basically it was basically you know the big bass guys you know, all wrapped up into me throwing streamers. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can picture it. I can um, picture it. Yeah. So I opened it up and he was like, what are those? And he was just in just right off the bat. And, and I knew he would be, uh, I was like, this is what you're going to throw today. And, and you know, those were <laughs> the funny thing is those were like five inch, four and a half inch sex dungeons. And, you know, you know, what I call kind of medium sized flies now, but we thought they were huge back then. <laughs> okay. And so I said, you're going to have to leave your nipping rod here. You cannot bring it. Um, you're not going to do yourself any justice if you bring it okay. because, because I'm, I'm a doom and gloom guy. I'm very upfront with people about streamer fishing. Cause if, if you expect, 
what you see in videos and, and stuff like that, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, cause, cause you know, I, I shot my videos cause I was doing like a, a spring video and then a summer video and stuff like that over those years. And I would shoot them over three months, you know? So it's not like, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Time the highlight reel. It's the it's yeah. on YouTube. It's a highlight. Reel. <laughs> I understand. So, I was I was telling, you know, you're gonna you're gonna want to grab that crutch if halfway through the day you haven't moved anything. Oh, all you've seen sure. is this. You know, you're gonna want to grab that nymphing rod and catch something. But dude, Brian, it's the same thing. Like, let's say I go out. I I went to the Provo River and I was like, it was summertime and i'm like i want i just wanted to go dry fly fish i want to get into dry fly and i go out and i'm like i'm not gonna i'm only throwing dries today i'm only gonna i'm just gonna make it work with dry flies and like towards the end of the day i'm like ah, i'm just tie on some nymphs man like, <laughs> i know i'll catch some fish on nymphs like you know right I, it's and this is but but this is this is even a, a little different of a beast because you know I'm at the point at, at this point, and I don't remember. I, I really don't remember. I need to go back through all my stuff and remember and find out what year this was because, I mean, this was this was a long time ago. Um, you know, we've seen big fish at this point, and we know what this can do. Um, and every time you go out, you literally have the chance of catching the fish of your lifetime. Just period. Yeah. And I think it's. I know it's tenfold, you know, streamer fishing versus nymph fishing. It's tenfold. You know, I was saying earlier that we, 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 we catch six fish over 20 inches in, you know, in a year, something like that. Nymphing. Well, that went to nine fish over 20 inches in the first like couple months Yeah, wow. of streamer fishing. So, and then, and obviously the biggest fish that we've ever caught, um, it, it was, it was, so we knew there was something about this. We just didn't know anything about it. We couldn't, we couldn't be super consistent with it to where, you know, like, like even on a tough day of fishing, we're going to go figure out how to nymph up a few fish, you know, well, you're still figuring, you're still figuring this out. You're talking about in retrospect now and saying like, yeah, it was great. We were catching more big fish, but at the time. I got to think you're just discovering this. So you don't know how much is luck, what techniques are working. Like it's not something that you're ready to just bring to the world and say, we got this, you know, right. you're, you're in like development mode. I would, you know, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, yeah, we are, we're still figuring out what flies, how big we can go on flies. And, um, you don't have the luxury of rec retrospect and saying after 10, however many years to say, all this experience, this is what we do. You know, this is for different seasons. This is for different yep. parts of rivers. This is for different water levels, you know? Yeah. Right. All Especially water levels. Yeah. Every, everything is new and there's, there's nothing that we, there's nothing that we know for a fact, nothing, you know, it's that's uh, exciting. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. So, so we, we get there and we're, we're kind of starting to figure stuff out and, and that same trip, I will never, ever forget it. Um, we were, you know, we're obviously in, I, I run a, I run a drift boat and, uh, we're fishing just to kind of tell you where, where this can happen. And you just never know. You never know. We were, we're fishing to the right side of the boat because that's the quote unquote good water. Um, 
And all of a sudden, within within my oar, like the end of my oar, this brown is in water that's, I don't know, it's 15 inches deep. And it's just thrashing bait fish. And I look over and it's happening within, my, my oar is nine feet long. It's happening within nine feet of us, and he's got this. He's got his. He's got his rod, this eight weight with a a yellow sex dungeon, on it right now, and he turns his head and looks because it's just all splashing and crazy stuff. And I was like, throw it at him, just because we're like dumbfounded for a second, and he yeah. flops it in there, and it eats. Um, this is I could have hit this fish with my oar. I could have absolutely hit this fish with my oar. Um, and it eats that close to my boat. It doesn't care. It doesn't care that this big, huge boat with an oar that's, that's, that's how brown trout work. It's in beast mode. Right. I'm killing. This is, this is, and they're, they're not, they're freaks, but um, yeah, it happened. And I actually learned more. And, and to this day, and I, I've said this before, but I, I, I always have to say it. I, I learned more at that point from one line that he said after we land that fish, we release it. And it turned out it was 25 inch Brown. That was just stupid. It was just belly and ice crazy. Um, we land it, we release it. And he literally said that fish would have eaten a Snickers bar. <laughs> and, and it's, and everybody laughs when they hear that, but that's a revelation to me. And it, to this day, I mean, even right now, that's a revelation. And I truly believe that those fish that that we are turning and it's an instinct thing, um, they'll eat anything. They'll eat anything. So, which may, which also makes it really, really hard. Okay. Yeah. Because that's what I'm going to ask you about next. Yeah. Because you can't, um, you can't. It makes it hard in what way? You can't figure these fish out. You're not going to figure these fish out. Um, if it's if they are literally acting off of instinct, you can... F okay, so like when you're nymphing... It's not like a pattern that you can... Exactly, there's no pattern. Like I know... There's a, like, I know a certain stretch where a big fish has been hanging lately, but it's been this mile of river. <laughs> you know, That's the only pattern you've got. You literally have no other patterns you're not when you're nymphing you can kind of start to figure out okay I'm, i caught that fish really deep and it's say you know it's been a tough day and mm -hmm. you pick up a fish that fish was really deep and then you pick up another fish that was really deep and you're like okay so i'm going to shift gears and start fishing really deep you cannot do that in streamer fishing right now to this day i will argue with anybody you're yeah. not going to if you if you do find a pattern um typically what that the only pattern is like um, higher off water that's a little off color. Okay, higher off color water is better. Oh, way better. It's yeah, it's way better than you know super low, super clear water. Um, we have absolutely caught way more fish. Um, and, you know they they they'll get out of their haunts a little bit more. You know they'll they'll take more chances and, and stuff like that. But that makes sense. Yeah. 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 But that's also instinctual, right? That's also totally. exactly. That, that's right. all part of it. Like, Hey, this is probably a good day to go killing baby fish. You know, like, exactly right. I'm going to get after it. Uh, all right. Well, that, my question was going to be then. So if it's, if you can't figure them out, 
you know, if, if they're acting on instinct, then how much of it do you think is putting your time in versus technique or fly selection? I mean, just the repetitions, right? Because if you don't put the reps in, if you go, if you went one day and you didn't catch fish, you'd be like, ah, you know, but there's obviously technique to it. I'm just, you know, what are some of those? Yeah. You know, um, a good buddy of mine named Chad Johnson guides on the white. Um, he's like a, he's like a streamer savant. He's just like, <laughs> it's kind of like rain man, you know, he just, All right. <laughs> just flat out a scary, scary fishy dude. Um, and also just a ton of fun. Um, he, 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 he likes to tell people, you know, anybody can go um, just make 10 million casts in a day. Um, but if, if, you know, if you're making casts into water and, and not doing stuff kind of the right way, moving the, moving the fly the right way, coming off of coming off a log, just whatever, you're just kind of raking, you know, and you're just kind of raking the whole river. Just like if you were raking leaves in your yard, it's broad, broad brush versus broad more brush versus, um, and, and I, and I still, I, I can't, I can't, everybody has seen so many different things i can't totally agree um part of it is just make the cast make the cast it doesn't matter just make that cast get your fly in the water fly's got to be in the water you know yep, same thing um, yeah, yeah. And, and i will always stand behind that um but you know big fish hang in general spots you know the, the a big fish is going to hang in general spots you can, and, and everybody can point to those spots and say, Oh, that looks like a fishy spot. And typically, yeah, those are the spots you're going to pull more big fish out of than a flat of gravel, you know? Um, so, yeah. you know, changes in the river bottom and being able to, to not get too, um, Oh, tunnel visioned on what your fly is doing right this second, because you're not, in all seriousness, um, one of my one of my biggest tips for um, for this thing is, you know, you, you you're not fishing the water your flies in right this second. You're not because you're going downstream. Your fly is fishing downstream. You're fishing the water your fly is getting ready to get to. Yeah. Um, and once once people see that, uh, then it stuff changes. You know, there's there's times when you know, you'll make a cast and strip it off the bank. And I've seen people just strip it all the way back to the boat at that point. Whenever there was a rock that we were floating right to, if they would have just paused for two, three seconds, they would have pulled their fly right around that rock. And then they just, they missed it, you know? So, you know, technique and making the casts and, and, and having confidence. I mean, I, I think, I think confidence is, it, uh, confidence may be 80% of the game. It, it really may be just um, just knowing that that you're doing the right things that will give you the chance to see that fish that's going to make you just lose your mind like we were like we were talking about. Uh, it's just I, I'm to the point now and, and I've been to the point for a while where, you know, if I get a big, huge blow up on a fish, that, that's as cool as as landing the fish to me. You know, I, I love to. I love to hang a fish. Give me, give me watching the blow up and give me the first, 
um, 10 seconds of the fight with a big brown trout, I'm get, I'm good. I don't need anything else. I, cause it's not like they're fun to land a, a big, huge brown trout's just going to sit there and shake its head in one spot. It's, it's not like a big rainbow. that's going to make blistering runs on you or, you know, or like a tarpon that's going to jump, you know, a brown trout's boring to land. <laughs> it's just, it's that first two seconds before they eat the fly. And then the first three or four seconds afterward where they're just munching and head shaking. That's all I really need to see. That's, <laughs> that's yeah that's pretty exciting stuff if i come down there what is the what kind of gear like what what are you saying like you're gonna eight weight is what you're saying that you use usually and with sinking line and like so let's say i'm i'm gonna i'm only streamer fishing this year what's my kind of go-to setup what do i need to change about my gear my my go-to is is that eight weight mark uh, and, and I think a lot of us have landed, landed there for the longest time. Like I said, we fished six weights and, and it was, it was okay. And it, and it worked until we, until we started fishing like the heavier sinking lines and stuff like that. And you, you find yourself start to battle and, and stuff like that. And then we realized that upping your rod weight makes things easier whenever you're fishing bigger stuff it 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 it, it seems counterproductive and a lot of people uh, yeah. especially especially several years ago whenever you know eight weights were meant for saltwater you know it wasn't meant for casting as much as you're going to cast a big streamer it's it was an eight weight was meant to hold a fly in your hand until you see a fish and you make your shot um we're we're casting these things all yeah. day long and manufacturers started to change things and they're making lighter rods now and stuff like that. So, you know, whenever someone says eight weight now, if, if people know much about it and they haven't done that, if they think, Oh boy, it's not, it's not a big deal. They're light and they're responsive and they're, um, they're a pleasure to cast. I, I cast an eight weight with sinking line way better than I cast a five weight now. Well, the physics of it, right? I mean, if you're trying exactly. to do all those things with a six weight, it's just not you're having to actually work harder because exactly. you're having to impart the energy because you don't have the moment of the fly rod to do that for you. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have the strength of the fly rod. It, yeah. you know, there, there comes a breaking point for every fly rod. Uh, and it's, and you know, six weights are six weights are great for those medium sized flies and they'll, and, and a six weight on a lot of streams will throw, um, you know, a, a really say a, like a, like a, a mini, like a peanut envy or, you know, stuff like that. Just fantastic articulated flies. Um, and it'll handle them great. But, you know, when you start to talk double deceivers and stuff like that, a six weight's going to start to buckle pretty quick. So you get up to a seven weight and, you know, seven weights are great. And, um, I, I think, I still think a lot of seven weights are, are, basically eight weights. Uh, I, I really, really do. I, 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 if I, if I put a blindfold on you and made you cast them back to back, you, you're not going to tell the difference. You're just, and that says a lot about an eight weight. Um, I think it says more about the eight weight than it does the seven weight, you know, because mm -hmm. the eight weight should be heavier. It should be heavier through the stroke. It, everything should be heavier about it. But if you can't tell a difference in an eight weight versus a seven weight, 
always go eight weight. Okay. <laughs> it's just you've got that extra, that little extra that is gonna it's, help you. It's not gonna hurt you, and if it's not, if it feels the same, then might as well have it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You mentioned a couple flies there. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about with the uh, streamer fishing or or techniques or tactics? Uh, I think lines, lines. You know, it, in my eyes, uh, even above flies, um, and I'll and I'll argue with anybody till I'm blue in the face. Uh, I think lines will help you more. At, will help your chances of catching fish more than even the flies. The uh, type of line it, that you're casting. Absolutely. Okay. Um, it, it's if you're if you go to the river with an eight weight and floating line, um, you are minimizing your chances big time. Most it just seems most like you're of, not all in. You know, you yeah yeah you're you, you you're taking your you're you're making it harder. You're making it harder on yourself. Uh, you know the you can, anybody can throw an eight weight with a really heavy fly. And, and that's, that's great. And some rivers, that's what's called for. Um, but you know, that's what it takes. If you're going to throw a floating line, you have to have a heavy fly. And I don't know anybody that just loves to throw a, a big, really heavy fly. I just, I just don't. Well, that's one of the reasons that I haven't streamer fish as much as I, as I, you know, I haven't done as much streamer fishing is because I don't have that setup. I don't have the eight way with the sinking line. And I'm always frustrated. Like, yeah to get my fly down and to do all that and like um, make adjustments. It's just cumbersome, you know? Right. Right. And it is, it's, it's a, it's a commitment. And, and the bad thing is it's, it's expensive. The, right. the lines part of, of everything is, is probably, you know, for what it is, the most expensive part, you know, percentage wise. Um, I will, I'm a guy that if I'm going to, if I'm going to show up to do something, I have to show up to do it the best I can do it. And so uh, whenever you start talking fly lines with me, um, I'm going to have three reels, not spools. I'm going to have three reels rigged in my gear bag all the time. I'm going to have a T3, which is a, it sinks three inches per second. That, that line sinks three inches per second, a T6 at six inches per second and a T9. Um, I don't need anything else. I know that whatever water that I'm going to run into, especially on tailwaters and stuff like that, is you know they 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 push more water. We may have to switch lines. Okay, so it depends on the water levels, and you, you exactly. mentioned it early. So when you're fishing these streamers, you're trying to get them down. You're trying to get. Are, I'm asking, I guess, but are you the big brown that is going to explode for you? He's down on the bottom, chilling dark murky scary water like that kind of yeah. that guy and you got to get the fly down to him is that valid right or just get it as close to the fish as you can okay. you know they they have to commit no matter how you look at it but you're targeting fish that are deep i mean Typically. It, it can be different I'm, i mean like you talked about you saw the fish and it was like oh my gosh it's right there but in general you're like that looks like a fishy spot like a fishy yeah. hole pool things like that and you're looking ahead too as you're drifting to to see them as you go through them but if you don't have that sinking line it makes it much harder to get exactly you can you can say man i wish i could fish that deep or you yes. can bring a line that will fish that deep and the higher the water not just the water levels just you know now the speed, speed the speed of the exactly. water that makes that line zip through there faster and you just don't have that opportunity exactly even in a drift boat and and i know i lean 
I lean more toward the drift boat fishing side of things. Um, but, but it all works the same for waiting. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all exactly the same for waiting. Um, and actually maybe a little bit more so on the waiting side of things, because when you're standing in one spot and you're fishing, you know, something really fast, if you don't have a line that sinks fast enough, your fly is going to be like two inches below the surface. And, you know, which at sometimes may be great and you'll get really cool eats like that when the fly is two inches below the surface. But, you know, you're, you're also, um, you're hurting yourself, uh, as far as what you have the ability to do. Okay. So, uh, so I'm a guy that, you know, these lines are expensive. I know they are. Um, but you have to come prepared to fish the best way you can possibly fish. So, um, I tell beginners, Definitely start with like a, a depending on what river you're going to fish uh, anywhere in the Midwest. Typically, tar- start with a T T three and an intermediate line. So you've got an intermediate line that's going to get the fly down. Showing ignorance here, but T three is three per three inches per second. Exactly. And the intermediate line that means one and a half. It's it's just it's just it's not going to float, basically. What's the T3? The T3 is the line? The the T3 is how fast the line sinks. So, okay. So it's a rating on a line. And then the intermediate part, what does that mean? Well, the intermediate is um, a different line. Like, like I designed a line for Cortland to do this. So what it does is like the first 30 feet of the line is a T3. It sinks three inches per second. Okay. Okay. Beyond that, we don't want to, you don't want a crutch of going straight to a floating line, you know? So behind that, you have a, an intermediate line. I got you. I understand. But there's also the ability to have just an intermediate line instead of the T3 part of it, the, the three inches per second line. So it sinks, it sinks about an inch and a half per second, give or take some, it kind of depends on the manufacturer. Um, Okay. Of what that intermediate line will do. So it's not a floating line, but it's not a sinking line that you're going to watch sink really fast. So your line that you're looking for is a, a T3 with the intermediate kind of behind it to get the kind of balance. Right. And then, um, like for beginners, an intermediate line, just standard, is a good one too. It's a good introduction, especially for people that are going to wade uh, and stuff like that. It's a good introduction to fishing a sinking line. Um, without having to go all the way to a sinking line, especially when you're waiting. Well, what's the negatives of going, having a T3? Like, why wouldn't you want that as a um, the line management, especially when you're waiting. So whenever you, a, a lot of times, whenever you're standing in a single spot, just fishing, waiting, yeah. um, you're, you're, you're not standing in real fast water. So you make a 30 foot cast and you've got 30 feet of line that sinks. Whenever you strip that line in, it goes to your feet and it sinks right to your feet. So it's kind of a pain in the ass. You (laughs) You know, so until you get used to, to that stuff right there, the intermediate line is a little bit easier to kind of get used to line management. Okay. Well, that's good information to know. I appreciate that. It's not something that I thought a ton about, but I can see where that would be one of the most important things because in nymph fishing, a lot of like a lot of when I started to have a lot more success was when I started to really dial in on 
getting the fly down, right? And exactly. bumping the bottom in the strike zone or, or whatever you want to call it, but getting the, the fly to where the fish is. Either I see the fish or I'm just fishing to where I think fish are, but if they're down on the bottom, hanging out in the that cushion of water and, you know, I have to get there. It wasn't until I really did the work of figuring out and making adjustments. So I can see how that translates. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I mean, it's, it is apples to apples. And it's really funny that it took us that long to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's switch gears again, man. Uh, You mentioned a couple of flies earlier. Uh, You know, I don't, I don't want to, we've, I've just been fascinated talking to you about streamer fishing, all those things, but I do want to talk about all the fly tying videos that you do. And um, what are some of the, the patterns that you're passionate about tying? You mentioned the sex dungeon, double deceiver. Um, Is there anything that, you know, those are other people's um, patterns, right? Right. Do you have any of your own that you like to tie or that, that you want to talk about? No, yeah. I've, um, I've got a, I, I've got a knucklehead. My knucklehead is the first fly that I actually developed. You know, I, I kind of call myself the wedding singer of the fly fishing world because um, I, for the longest time, uh, I, I tie everybody else's flies on YouTube. And, and that's what I do. I, I kind of make it entertaining and, um, speed it up a little bit. Uh, like, like my, my videos are not a, how to wrap thread on a hook type of video. If you don't know how to wrap thread on a hook, you're not going to learn a lot from my videos, but, um, they're more along the lines of, okay, it's going to take you a long time to tie this fly. Let's speed it up to the seven times mark and make this video five minutes and set it to some crazy music, stuff like that. So, um, I, I, I've always tied everybody else's flies to, to, um, to, to push them, to, to help them. I, I, it sounds so weird and, and I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know how much help I've ever been to the tires. I hope I've been a lot of help. Um, but I, I always want to help the tire that I'm doing their, their fly on video. I understand. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. People, so I get what you're saying, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that sellout guy that just does, that takes advantage of people's names and, and does videos and gets views because of the people's names that I'm tying. No, but at the same time, you're fishing these flies. Yeah. This is your game. So you're, you're doing what you know. Right. Right. And, and I started off, you know, I, I like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put a video on YouTube of a fly that I just don't believe in. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. I, 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 I get, I have, I have a lot of people that have, have requested, you know, tons of different flies and um, some of them I've just not had a chance to do anything with, to see, you know, um, stuff like that. But to fish um, them, you mean to fish, right, them. right? Right. That's important. Um, so you want to fish it and be. You want before you put it out on YouTube. You want to know, like, I believe in this, and this yeah, is going right. to help. This is going to work, or whatever. Right. So that's cool that you that you have that perspective. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Then that you're tying other people's, you know, because that's what you're using. Right. Exactly. So you know, um, I started off with obviously started off with the sex dungeon and that was my, that was my go-to for years and years and probably should be my go-to more than it is now. Um, but, um, I, I've kind of landed on swim flies, which are not weighted 
they they have, they have zero weight. You know, you can have a fly that's that's nine inches long. The only weight in it is the hooks. Whatever the weight, the hooks weigh. You know, that's that's literally the only weight. Yeah. And they swim different. Um, I just love to watch a swim fly swim back to the boat. I can I can watch a sexy swimming fly swim back to the boat all day long and be just fine. I'm good. I'm just, it's great. I'm kind of nerdy about flies. Uh, I love, <laughs> I'm kind of nerdy about flies. Yeah. I, I you love, have a whole YouTube channel about making flies. So <laughs> it doesn't surprise right. me that you are into it. Yeah. I love a well designed fly. I, I, and, and, and I've gotten to the point after tying all these different patterns, I've gotten to the point where just looking at a fly, um, I can tell if it's going to swim. Or if I'm not real sure if it's going to swim or... Define swim. What are you looking for with a good swimming fly? I'm looking for a profile. Um, I, I, need a, I need a fly. You know, there are, there are a lot of flies out there that um, when they get wet, um, they basically they get super skinny and there's nothing left. You know, um, but in, in my eyes, we want a profile. And a profile does so many different things it's not just a big fly that stays big for for the case of being big you know we we want to fly that that is it gets skinny when it's supposed to get skinny and then flares when we want it to flare so like and your first instinct is a double deceiver so double deceiver is made out of bucktail and so whenever it whenever you impart motion to it it gets skinnier but after on the stall, mm -hmm. it flares a little bit, which which allows it to show a profile to a fish, number one. But it also allows it to catch cross currents and get pushed. So so it'll it'll dart and move in different ways, just judging by whatever cross current it's in right this second. Is that so it looks like it's dying or is that well yeah, or just kind of whatever. Just any kind of instincts and also to keep your attention you know it, if you don't have if you get bored with a fly you're not going to fish it right and you're going to start looking at the birds and that's when i'll crack the whip on you really hard you don't you don't get to look at the pretty stuff around you when you're fishing with me on streamers you get to put your head down and look at water <laughs> so with swim flies we're you know we're looking for a, a pretty swim like a maybe a head turn instead of a jigging action. Like with a, if you, if you put a bunch of weight into a fly, it's going to jig. It's going to want to go straight down to the bottom. And then when you strip it, it's going to bounce off the bottom and go straight back down. Okay. We would rather them instead of, <laughs> instead of a fly shaking its head. Yes. Up and down. We want a fly that shakes its head. No. And turns sideways. Like a fish. Um, yeah. Right, exactly, and, and that's that's what I land on, and you know, it's uh, and we make long casts. It it works for the rivers that I fish the vast majority of the time, the bigger rivers and stuff like that. So, I mean, there are absolutely rivers. You know, you go east of here, especially. Um, there are those rivers where you, I mean, if you don't have a really fast sinking fly, you're going to miss the buckets that you have to hit, and it's just not going to do you any good. So, I mean, I, I get those heavy those heavy flies. I get it. Um, but for where I am, it's just not as not as prevalent. So, yeah. um, so when but whenever you get into bucktail, um, or you know, bucktail flies, natural flies, you can tie a dozen of these flies exactly at the same time, 
using what you think is exactly the same amount of bucktail and all that stuff. But every once in a while, you'll have a fly that doesn't quote unquote swim. It falls over on its side. Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't act right. Uh, and I, and that always drove me crazy because it's just a, it's a wasted, it's, I won't fish that fly. I'm going to cut that fly off. If it comes in on its side, you know, the first few times, yeah. um, I'm cutting it off. We're, we're going to put a different fly on. And you don't know that when you're tying it, it's something you can't figure out till you put it in the water. Right. Especially with, especially with a bucktail fly, with an all natural fly. If you, I mean, if you kind of think about it, um, synthetic material is going to be exactly what it is. Bucktail, uh, it, a, it can be some crazy little thing that makes them just yeah. it tilt just a little bit. You don't. It's not always. It's not always the same. And it, and I've seen people counterweight them and keel weight them and and stuff like that. Try to force them to to swim right. And in my eyes, if you have to force a fly to swim right, it's not designed right. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. Um, I I understand keel weights if you're trying to get a different action out of your fly to get it to break harder. But if you have to keel weight a fly to get it to swim, right. In my eyes, it is not designed, right. I just, I, that's just the way I look at it. Um, I probably have a lot of people that, <laughs> that would hugely disagree, but you know, that that's just the way I look at it. I, and I will always think that I'm, I'm never, never going to think anything other than that. And I don't think anybody could convince me. I, I, I get it when I, I like a fly to it, to fall on its side whenever it's being pushed by a current, because then it's going to come back to true. And that's an extra movement to it. I love that. But if it's just going to lay on its side the whole time and be boring, yeah, I'm out. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have anything to do with it. That's so fair enough, I, man. Right. So I designed my knucklehead um and i've i've said this before but i uh in my eyes if if you if you're designing a fly just to design a fly just to have a fly you're it's a that fly becomes a novelty it it's 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 not a it's not fixing a problem okay? yeah so you know so you would describe tying a fly just to tie it as not solving a problem like so yeah right if you're if you're designing a fly if you set there's no, up to there's no function before design exactly is that, is that what you're saying exactly right like, you're I, just like oh this looks like a double deceiver sort of but you're not really like understanding wh why you're doing the things is that it exactly right if if it's if it's if it's not gonna if it's not gonna fix something that or give a different movement or, or something it's you're just you're basically just tweaking a different fly and calling it good. Um, so what I, what I set out to do whenever I, 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 I had, it, I went on a stretch where um, several double deceivers that I had tied had gotten, I don't know why I, I, they, they didn't swim. I didn't like the way they swam and, um, and I just got fed up with it. And it was about the time this, this certain material came out called fettuccine foam. Um, so I, as soon as I saw it, I knew that I was going to use that to keel and to, to set a fly and to get it to swim right and stuff like that. I just didn't know how it, the rest of the body, how it was going to be designed and stuff like that. So I, I literally sat down for a couple of weeks and, and tied, I don't know how many of these different variations of, of these, of these flies. And I used this, this foam with, and the way the foam works is 
the foam is only on top of the hooks and it's a little, I don't know, 18 or eight, sixteenths inch, you know, like strips of foam. I'm using it like deer hair, but I was only going to put it on top of the hook. So if you have foam on top of the hook and the, the weight of the, the actual bend of the hook and the point of the hook and stuff like that is keeling it, it's always going to swim right. Like, it has no choice but to swim right. If if it floats on top and there's weight underneath, it's going to swim right. Um, so then I had to figure out how to, you know, create a profile and to get that profile to to stay the size we wanted it to be and, and stuff like that. And I finally landed on um, landed on the knucklehead. Um, and uh, Montana Fly Company picked it up this year. Um, it's uh, at one color sold out. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if every, if all fly shops are going to be able to get, you know, all of it, but, um, but it's there. It's in it, it. Go to your local fly shop demand. They, they order the knucklehead and, <laughs> and go from there. But, but it's a, it's a cool fly. Not only, not only does it swim right, it looks kind of cool too. So, I mean, I'm just gonna, I, I, I do dig that a lot, but why'd you um, call it the but, knucklehead? Because it's the way the way the head is trimmed, it's like this really funky knotted head. It's 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 hard to explain. You almost just have to see it. If you see it, it's like oh okay, yeah, I get it. That's why he called it the knucklehead. <laughs> well, it sounds like an awesome fly, and uh, we will link to that in the show notes as well, um, and and make sure people get their eyeballs on it and. Uh, get the word out about the knucklehead. Uh, <laughs> sounds cool. Before I ask my last question, Brian, how can people find out more about you? Maybe uh, schedule a guided trip or, um, you know, watch some of your YouTube videos. And can you talk a little bit about your YouTube channel and where it's going? What projects you have coming up? Yeah. Um, so obviously I, I, I do um, my, my YouTube channel in the last year has really kind of been kind of changing and kind of morphing into what, um, I think I'm, I think I finally found my niche after like seven years or something like that. But, <laughs> um, I, I, I started a, a new series that's, it was just fly tying tips. And I, I'm basically trying to drop one video a month. That's, that's just tips on fly tying because I realized that, you know, my tying videos are not helping people learn that much. So, uh, the tying tips videos have kind of taken a, a crazy turn on their own and they're actually kind of getting to be the big videos on my, on my channel. I, I didn't, I had no clue, um, that that was coming, but I, I always had demand for tips and how to do different things and stuff like that. So I try to, I, I've gone over deer hair and bucktail and dubbing and marabou just I usually try to take one thing and, and, and I'm, I don't take myself very seriously at all. So I, I, I'm never going to be that guy. This is exactly how you do something. I think in, in my last tying tips video, um, I, one of my tips was like to do with fire and a bodkin. So literally I had a, a can of hairspray and a lighter. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it just let your mind wander. Um, things are getting, things are getting out of control at yeah, fly fishing the Ozarks. Fly fishing right. the Ozarks. So yeah. And, and I'm still, but, but like looking to the future, I, 
I started a streamer tactics uh, series that I, I do. Almost everything I do is in series. Um, and the streamer tactics series is really, really cool. And it's, it's really deep diving on every single aspect of streamer fishing. Um, I started with um, gear and then went to lines. Uh, I've taken a little bit of, of a break because I need to film underwater stuff and it's been winter and filming underwater stuff in the winter is, you know, um, yeah, I don't, not highly recommended. Um, so that's coming back and, um, and it's going to come back in full force, like very, very soon. I, I'm going to start, awesome. uh, the next, the next one is leaders, you know, I'm, I'm just breaking them apart and leaders and knots. And then I'll go to flies and you know, just it's just the the natural progression of streamer fishing. So um, it's exciting. It's it's as much fun as I have had um, uh, in years. I you know, I've been I've been lucky enough to be a part of you know several shows and some network shows and, and stuff like that. But the streamer tactics thing has been something that it's my baby, and it's been it's been a lot of fun to to film and and film in a way that you know it's not just a it's it's fun to watch but it's also filmed well and edited well and you know and stuff like that so i it's 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 kind of my my new baby but do you think it has anything to do with the fact that you're tying into so to speak i guess but you're tying into the teaching aspect of it because when you're guiding we didn't talk a lot about this but you know you're out there and I know we talked before the show that you really enjoy teaching and having new newer people to streamer fishing. And then to be able to incorporate that into your YouTube channel in a way that, I mean, it's similar. You're, you're really helping people in teaching, which is, I feel like, you know, at wait out there, I say, go learn, teach. And teaching is a big part of being uh, progressing, progressing as a fly fisher, I think. And I think even yeah. new people can teach other people. Like even if I had a great day fishing, and somebody has experienced, they might be like, Hey, well, what, you know, where were you fishing or, you know, right. so you can always, that's just my opinion. But do you think that that's true for your YouTube channel? Absolutely. I, and, and I didn't really even know it until, um, until in all seriousness, I didn't really know that that's where I was kind of leading until like the last maybe 18 months. Um, it, like, I, like I've been around on YouTube for a long time, but I was always the entertainment factor. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I would, I would like to entertain and, and stuff like that's why the video, that's why the timing videos are what they are. Um, a part of it, you know, I, I, I never really could, I, I always had issues with, with, you know, a monotone, boring style. Yeah. Um, but and so I will never get away with, I will never start and go that way. I will always have some, you know, some self deprecating humor and, <laughs> and you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, I understand. Um, but the, the tying or the, the, the teaching side of things. Yeah, that really is. Cause I find myself like with the tying tips and with streamer tactics, um, the two changes that I've made, the two big changes that I've made on my YouTube channel in the last year are completely teaching. Like 100%. So yeah, I, I think it goes back to, um, I would, you know, a lot of times I would much rather take someone that, that books me to say, Hey, I just want to learn 
how to do this streamer fishing. Teach me as much as you can teach me in a day. Give me the tools so I can go practice. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, yeah, it is. I never really even thought about that. Yeah. I feel like you're psychoanalyzing me and uh, <laughs> and doing a really good job of it too. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best podcast interview ever. <laughs> My guest is giving me all the compliments. No, um, no man. I just, well, we like, I, I said, we had talked before we we've hit record about that. You had mentioned it. And so now, as you're saying that, I mean, you're known for your YouTube channel. I mean, that's how right. I found you fly fishing right. the Ozarks. Right. And that, mm -hmm. that right. that's your thing. And so, and your videos are the way they are, or they were. So to me, this is a, a change. So I just, I, I see it as you tell me like, I love teaching and beginners and stuff. And now you're making your YouTube channel like that. Like, yeah, right. That's awesome. I'm happy for you, man. That's cool that ah. you have tied into that or that you've, you found a way to do that with your other passion, which is making right. the, the videos and stuff, which are still right. awesome. They're all awesome. Oh, thanks. I, yeah. I, have, I have a ton of fun making those silly things. I really do. Yeah. All right. Last question. You ready? Ready. If you could go back to when you, you first get into, I'll say streamer fishing, streamer right. fly fishing. Uh, what's one piece of tactical advice and one piece of philosophical advice you would give yourself to help you progress to 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 increase that learning curve. So, I, um, I have two things. I, I can answer that immediately. I don't All right, have to perfect. Even think about it. Show's um, over. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, on the tactics side of things, find fly lines faster. Okay. Find figure out figure out the fact that one fly line is not going to work for you all the time in 100% of the water. Um, just like I said earlier, don't, don't go to a, a river and wish that you could fish the water that you're looking at, go to a river ready to fish all types of water. And, and I, and I'll even, even above my knucklehead above everything else. Um, I honestly think fly lines mean more to your success on streamer fishing than anything else, the color of the fly, any of that stuff. Um, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna prove that by fishing a squid fly um, this this spring. I'm I'm in freshwater in Missouri. I'm gonna fish a fly that's a squid in freshwater in Missouri and catch brown trout and laugh at people that think you have to have exact flies. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna say you're gonna put a Snickers bar on. You should do that. You should put the Snickers bar on, dude. It's full circle, <laughs> right? <laughs> or tie. You could you could develop a fly that looks like a, a Snickers Absolutely. bar. Absolutely. <laughs> on the on the philosophical side of things, um, put your head down and go. You know, um, don't don't get don't get down if you haven't moved anything in a while. You know, we knowing what we like when we first started doing this, we just didn't know. So we'd go for a while and be like, you know, go for two weeks of fishing and, and not really move much and then start to really think that, Oh, maybe we should stop doing this because I've seen it happen on the first cast of the day. Literally somebody catch the biggest fish on the first cast of the day, which you never want to happen by the way, because okay. 
because you're then like, oh, great. That sets the bar higher than it will ever be set. But um, I've also seen it happen on the last cast of the day. Um, so you never know when it's going to happen. And it may be, it may be a long time, but you got to, if, if it's, if it's something that you're interested in, I promise you, I, I promise it is the payoff for throwing big streamers is way better than the payoff for like figuring out nymphing. Because once you, once you see what we've seen, um, you, you'll never, ever forget it. Cool, man. Well, thanks for taking us there, uh, today with your passion for streamer fishing and, uh, and for your passion for teaching. Cause, um, you know, we talked a lot about it at the end there, but I know that you helped a lot of people, myself included share in your passion for streamer fishing. And, uh, I think it's going to be super useful for everybody else out there. So thanks a lot, man. Thanks for being on the podcast and, uh, Look forward to going down there and getting addicted to the streamer fishing. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Wade Out There Fly Fishing Podcast. You can learn more about some of the topics we discussed in today's episode show notes. For more fly fishing ideas, stories, and artwork, check out my blog and online gallery at wadeoutthere.com. If you want to make Wade Out There a part of your own fly fishing journey, please subscribe and share. Until next time, wait out there.